Hello, beautiful listeners of the podcast. Um, Hi, I hope everyone's having a wonderful, beautiful holiday season. I hope you're resting and spending time with people that you love. Um, I'm very excited about this episode because I have two people on it that I really love and I'm really proud to share that this conversation that we had about female friendships and love and relationship boundaries and all the things. But first, a little disclaimer. Uh, the audio is not the best. <laughs> I haven't exactly mastered the art of figuring out how to have guests and make the audio okay because I only use one microphone. So just a disclaimer, be careful headphone users whenever we the giggles and the screams start. Um, it gets a little bit loud and scary, but um, regardless, I'm really happy with this conversation. I love these people a lot and Without further ado, here is the pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hello, beautiful, amazing, wonderful listeners of the pod. Um, I'm gathered here today to tell you that I have two very special guests. Um, welcome, Olivia Elraz and Ava Stewart, two of my my best GFs in the whole world. Um, first, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna introduce them real quick. First, we have Olivia. Our ginger queen, 17 years old, from Kansas. She's, she's a Kansas girl. Um, Lebanese, but you wouldn't know it. Um, obsessed with John Stamos. A, a woman who plays chess. Um, she owns the house that we're currently residing in. She owns the trap house. Um, she currently is enrolled at the North Texas Performing Arts Academy. She's a senior. Oh, was just accepted to her first... First university, first college acceptance. Give her a round of applause yeah. for Olivia Elros. Yay! Hi, hi listeners of this beautiful <laughs> podcast. Um, I am Olivia. I was just accepted into my first college. I am the baby of the group, the youngest. I'm 17. So I'm the one that got left at home while these so lovely they. ladies left for college. So, yeah, but... Nice to be here. So excited. So excited. Okay, so next we have Miss Ava Stewart, a woman of French descent. 18, going on 19 years old. Few days. Everyone wish her a happy birthday in the very coming days. She has a pink streak in her hair. She is a performance and production major at Texas State University. A well-read woman. Um, a former podcast host. Of a super awesome podcast. I guess I'm good at reading. So now. I definitely listen to every episode of that. I'm in one of the episodes. Olivia Elroz is in one of the episodes. She she's an awesome, awesome woman. Um Ava Stewart! Give her a round of applause! Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. So, um, we're home for Christmas break. A very exciting time. Back with my girlies for the first time in a while. Um, just to like start out, this I would say, if y'all would agree, is like a successful friendship. Oh, for sure. One I of the agree. most. Like every time that we come back together, it's like nothing, nothing. It's like where we picked off. We spent like every weekend of the last year together. And so. And so far, like, knock on wood, we are still, fr- like, y'all went to college. Yeah. I stayed here, yeah. you both went to different states, yeah. and we're still hanging we're out. We're all separated. Like breaking the, Freak. like, like no, it is so weird normally- because it's like we basically lived together. We literally up. lived we, we, spent, we spent days on end, like, with no one but each other. Yeah. 
And then it's now like we're literally, I mean, we're both in Texas, but we're like four hours away in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then you're literally in Oklahoma, which is just a whole other state. Because like during and pandemic like, times, y'all were like the only people I saw. We ever. like, we quarantined uh-huh. We together. just, we just hung I out lived, with each other. I lived with Ava for a while uh-huh. and like we were our group. We hung out all the time. Yeah. We were always together, like pretty much the last year, but it does seem... Like, even if we're together for a few days, it does seem like nothing's ever happened. Which, it does. It so does. So, if you think that your friendships in high school won't last through college, they will. They can. They, they can. They can. <laughs> they can if you approach it properly. They can. Say that after one semester. We're no, like, yeah. No, they yeah. last but like, college. But, like, yeah, we'll be my bridesmaids. If you, yeah. like, catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, we've lasted. We've been through we, it. We've been friends for a while. We met in a... Beautiful production of Mamma Mia. Shout, Shout out to NTPA. Mike Mazur. Yeah, thank you, Mike. We met in a production of Mamma Mia. Um, my ex-boyfriend was in the audience <laughs> at one very specific performance. I was playing the the, the leading lady. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she had to say it. She had to say it. Um, it's okay. Um, in case you didn't know. Of Miss Sophia Sheridan. And then... On my off night, my ex-boyfriend was in the audience. Shout out to him if you're listening. I don't think that you are, but we're homies now, so I'm allowed to say this. But um, <laughs> he was in the audience, and I just wanted I just wanted him to see my face. Just to, you know, just to, just to get at him a little bit. So I joined Miss Featured Dancers. One, which Ava wait, and I were. Were you number one? You, Ava? I, I was first on the cast list. Ava, I don't know if that meant I was number Ava one. Ava was number one. Olivia I was number three. Ava was <laughs> But, <laughs> okay, to clarify, I don't think the, it was just the numbers on the cast. There was no hierarchy. It was simply for blocking purposes. There was no hierarchy within the Featured Dancers. That don't doesn't mean that Ava was a better <laughs> Featured Dancer than me, and I would I like to say, was not. I, I, I really did... I think I carried money, money, money. But and that's you did, just and you did. But anyway, so I decided that I would, you know, break the rules a little bit. Go on stage during Take a Chance on Me. You did. And that was the blossoming of a beautiful friendship. Do you imagine if you didn't go on stage if for I Take didn't, a Chance on Me, would we be my ex To my ex-boyfriend, a child actor. <laughs> just so you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, if you didn't, if you weren't in the audience, I would have never met my best friend. So thank you. Thank you for... Everything. Are we thinking our friendship on this child actor? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, child actor. Thank for you so much. Friendship. We are friends now, so like I'm. I might just text you and tell you that there's a shout out on the pod. But um, anyways, do so we, do we owe Vampire Boy for our friendship? Yeah. <laughs> do we actually? Yeah. Thank you, Vampire that's Boy. actually hilarious. And so that's how we met. That was our little origin story. I had met Olivia prior in a beautiful production of Heather's. High school edition. That's true. Um, she was edition? scared of me. So scared. I was horrified. She was scared of me. I hung out with like all the weird kids because I. It was my first NTPA show, so I didn't know where to go. So I just hung she out didn't with know where to go. the people that weren't. And like, me, me and Jillian Marin were just the best <laughs> friends at the time. And so like you know you can't really you can't really get into that. But anyways, love you, Jilly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Jillian. Hey, Jillian. Um, but anyways, uh, so that was the start of a friendship, and good. ever since then, we've done, oh my gosh, we've bring done it Bring It On together, we did Avenue, Avenue Q, Q. and there then, has to be more. that was it, yeah, that and was you did it. Shrek, but, y'all did Shrek, me enough. and Ava did a few shows together, we did Miss Saigon, Talk, Miss Saigon, Saigon Mama, Mama Mia, Mama Mia. Mama Mia. again, 
Yeah, yeah. We, we had a little we had a little coming of age moment where we were um, Tanya and Rosie and Mamiya and it was very precious. But anyways, so I would say that like we're a pretty successful trio. I would agree. Which is not the norm. Like no. we broke the mold a little bit with the trio deal because most of the time trios do not last. But the re- there's a reason, and there's a reason why we work. Yeah. It's because we are. Don't feel my Okay, so we'll get into it. I think there's a lot of things that are. I think there's a lot of reasons why we work. Yeah. Like it wasn't just one thing. So no, we all met years ago. Yeah. So we we've known each other for a while. We started with a friendship. We weren't each other's best friends no. when we first met. No, absolutely. we worked up to this. It wasn't yes. like an automatic trio grouping. Yeah. And I think that had something to do with it. And I think the fact that we all had other best friends yes. while still yes. being in a yeah. trio. I think that's also really important. Is to not just like be codependent on each well, other. Because mm-hmm. I think what happens a lot of the time is people get their friend groups. And they, like, focus on one friend yes. group only. And that's not Instead healthy. of being like, I can have my friends from school, and I can have yeah. my friends from church, and I can have my friends from theater or whatever, activity, sport, whatever it is you do. Yeah. I think a lot of the time people are like, oh, this is my friend group. These are my people, which obviously you have people you're closer to than others, but I think it's important to not be with the same people I all the time. I agree. Because I think that's what maybe causes issues because you develop this, like, codependency mm. or this like inability to be with anybody other than them yes. or to have friendships with anyone other than them so we all we were friends with each other but then we also because we all went to different schools yeah we all didn't necessarily we don't like live in the same neighborhood or something no. and so it was like we had our our life and our friendship together but we were also able to have our own things okay. and our own separate yeah. things and it's like when you create an entire identity around Mm -hmm. your friend group and can't be a person outside of that I think that's what causes a lot of issues and I think one of the reasons why we work so well is because we have our identity within the friend group and we have our own identity outside the friend group that we bring to the friend group we're all very much our own person Mm -hmm. and we're not Mm -hmm. only our own person in existence to one another Mm -hmm. like we all have very separate personalities and separate things that we enjoy but like the mo the number one indicator of friendship is proximity, and we did have a lot of mutual activities that we did together because we were in a lot of shows together. Mm-hmm. And when you're in shows together, it forces you to get close. And so we also had that to always have something to go to in a rehearsal to go to, and so that also like helped a lot for like maintaining the friendship. But it still is maintained even though we don't. Yeah, I mean we're not doing shows together, and we're still. But we had that baseline, yeah. like mm-hmm. we. We had that. a schedule of how often we'd see each other, and, like, with that, we ended up becoming really close. It was that initial structure that we don't need anymore. Yeah. But it set the... But it set the, the president the, for, like, did. we yeah. would see each other on a, on a literal schedule and spend this amount of time with each other. So and it feels it, weird when we don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then from there, like, we've created, like, like, literally, when I tell you the last year, we spent every weekend together. We did. And it's it was true. just, like, the norm to just, like... Hang out. Yeah. To hang out every weekend. Just us together. Yeah. <laughs> no, and also, him. like, the fact that we all had our own things that we do together, and we didn't always have to be together, and there was no necessary, like, jealousy. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't a duo right. plus another person. It was always a trio. It was a trio. And it's an odd number. So, 
Yeah. It doesn't work. A trio normally doesn't yeah. work because it is an odd number. Someone is getting left so, out. But you have to, like, think about that. If two people of the trio are hanging out and one person feels left out, then your trio won't work. Yeah. But if two people of your trio are hanging out and one person is like, oh, we're all friends, so yeah, we can so all it doesn't hang out matter. Together, yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter. So yeah. we don't have, like, that, oh, it's we're a trio because one person. It's not yeah. like... We're all just friends with McKenna. Yes, and it's like and if that you when McKenna's doing something without us is like wrong. If there's a right. high, if and also if there's a hierarchy within the trio, like if one person is like the supreme and the mm-hmm. others are two of their friends, then that's mm-hmm. not a trio. No, that's, that's not one a trio. person and then like two people obsessed with them. But like the fact that we there was no hierarchy here, like we all had different relationships with one another, and so we were able to like all bond over yeah, mutual. And, uh, and also just, like, a mutual, like, respect for one another and a mutual, like... Like, it, it was never a hierarchy. Because I think that's where a lot of trios, like, go wrong. And we've been through a lot together. I mean, yeah. we met at, like, such a growth point and yes. we've grown we were so much. You were 14, we were 15. So that's, I, like... I was 16, actually. 14, <laughs> okay, 14, 15, 16. <laughs> so we were, like... That's, like, a really, like... You f- you're not who you are. No. Like we weren't us yet. No, and we, we formed that together, and I think that really helped. We met at a pivotal age yeah. where it was like we grew together. Exactly. We did. We did really we grow. Really we did. all really grew into ourselves in different ways, which I also think it's really sweet. It's kind yeah, of, I got to watch you guys of, grow up. Yeah, it's sweet. It's kind of funny to think about. We were like before recording this. We were talking about like our first impressions of each other. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny to like. See how we changed, yeah. Because I feel like all three of us are like not necessarily different people, but I feel like all of our like character arcs (laughs) since then have been so not necessarily drastic. But I think the people we are now are wildly different than the people we were when we met. But it's like we're still the same friends exactly and if and if you're with people that don't want you to grow and want you to stay the same, then that's where like. That isn't mm-hmm. that isn't gonna serve you long term because but if you're with people who want you to be better and are pushing you to be better, then those are the friendships that are gonna last. Because people sometimes you will outgrow certain people because they're not interested in growth. And they're mm-hmm. interested in staying the same and keeping their ways, but we grew together. Yeah, and I think we're all very much, we're all very much people who are into growth. And we all have very much growth mindsets. Like, we are not set in stone in mm-hmm. this identity. We have room to grow, room to change, room to be better. For sure. And that's also, like, a really key thing that I look for in friends. Because I can't stand people with fixed mindsets. <laughs> it's just, no, like, it's frustrating I mean, to be around people who don't want to be better. And just are okay, are satisfied with, like, how they are. Because, obviously, none of us are self-actualized by any means. We're all a work in progress. But we accept that and we work to be better. Yeah, and I think that all of us working together to work to be better bonded us. Yes, exactly. And we all had our messy eras. We all had our... We oh! All had our, we all had our problematic oh, eras. We had our moments. I mean... I mean, always. this friend group has seen, like... All the ups and downs. Five boyfriends? Oh. Collectively? Collectively? Two? Four? <laughs> You're saying since we started being friends. Yeah, no, Let's definitely see. more than since five. Since we started being friends, it like, would be... Oh my gosh. Pretty much for me. Mine is like three boyfriends in a flame. Three, two, four, five, six, seven. Seven boyfriends. And okay, because we also talk about like how we balance 
friendships it's and hard. relationships. It's because hard. It's hard. Because it's hard. And I've definitely been the type to like prioritize my relationship over my friendship but don't do that never do it and, and yeah. you know that I'm gonna say don't do that because obviously your friends are gonna be here when you break up but like truthfully you have to find a balance between your relationship mm-hmm. and it's really exciting when you get into a new relationship and you want to pour all of your energy into it but if you push away your friends then that's literally just hurting you for sure. I'll say what I told my ex our first fight was that these two girls yeah. right here are going to be with me on my wedding day, we whether were, you are or not. <laughs> we were in the closet and whenever she said that, we were sitting, we were sitting in a closet while she was on the bed listening to that conversation. So yeah. But it's true. That. You need to remember that your friends will be at your wedding, whether you're current boyfriend yeah. is or isn't. or isn't you never know you never know yeah. and you may love someone but your friends are who you need to prioritize yes. and like it, it's it's great to like be in a new relationship and be want to be wrapped up in them but at the end of the day you're gonna regret if you distance yourself from your friends mm-hmm. yeah because you could lose everything you could because if you break up with your boyfriend and yeah. you distance yourself from your friends then you've lost it. and so many times girls that don't have strong female friendships and they're like, my only friend is my boyfriend. Get into the trap of, like, becoming codependent on that relationship mm-hmm. as their only source of, like, connection with people. And then they end up being alone. So, no. I advise you to not do that. Don't do that. Don't that, do that. Idea. that. <laughs> and, like, we, I mean, obviously we've stayed friends through everyone's relationships. And I think all of us have been really good at the balance mm-hmm. and, like, I think setting the boundary with your significant other of, like, these are my friends, and they're not for you. Like, you can, like if you try to tell me how my friendship should be, then that's not your place. Yeah. And if, and if your significant other is telling you about, like, what, how you should feel about your friends who you've had for longer, then, like, that is a red flag. Red flag. Absolutely Run. red flag. Because Run. they cannot tell you, if your friendships, if you know that your friendships are good for you, then that isn't for anyone else to decide. Yeah. And, and our friendship is good for yeah. us. And, like, yeah. And because we, because we've chosen positive kind people to be around. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. You can choose your friends. You do not have to just be friends with people because you're around them. No. And it feels like you have to be because that's like your surroundings. Go out and meet your friends. Yes. Don't just force friendships. Absolutely. Because those don't work. And I think the reason ours stayed together is because we aren't school friends. It wasn't forced. No. We're not school friends. We never had any obligation to one another. And that's also really important is because we generally wanted to be together. We chose it. We chose it. We're always actively making the decision to do things together. Exactly. And it's like like, when we audition for a show and we have a rehearsal schedule, it's because we all chose to To audition together. Exactly. It's not like we're being forced to be together. Y'all are not friends of convenience for me. No. Because, like, it's not convenient. (laughs) No, it's It's not convenient. not convenient, but it's my choice because I love y'all. Yeah. Exactly. Love you too. Love you. Um, and now I want to talk about, like, because I'm, I've always been a super, like, female friendship heavy person. Like, I can say with my full chest right now that I have not a single straight male friend other than my brother. (laughs) But, (laughs) but like, I, I don't have straight male friends like I have predominantly female friendships and so I kind of want to talk about all of our like different relationships with like female versus male friends because I think it's really interesting because like for me I I don't know there's something that puts me off about straight men 
valid. I mean, they're weird. <laughs> no, that's very valid. And, like, I don't, I either see a man as, like, someone who I'm interested in or, like, a source of competition. Like, they will tell y'all that, like, any time I'm around a man in a group setting... She challenges I him. I challenge him. She's, and she's I don't, and I, up mean. I don't... But not... Not mean. No, mean not mean. Mean's a strong word, but very much like a... She asserts her dominance. I assert my dominance <laughs> over every man that I meet, and I don't know... I don't know what calls me to do so, but, like, I just feel... I don't know. I feel very threatened by the presence of men around me. <laughs> And there's nothing that ever caused that. I just, like, I just don't get along with straight men very well. Which, fine. Which I mean, fine. the thing is, is you just don't let a man overshadow you. No. You overshadow the man no. before... Because, you, that because I... Because I think I'm really awesome, and so if a man thinks, you are. if a man in his head thinks he's more awesome than me, then I just feel the need to challenge that. No, I get that. Challenging men is such a great path. Challenging. So what is your relationship with, like man in your life well because i want to hear it so my relationship with men is just so crazy (laughs) it's crazy guys (laughs) my my best guy friend used to be in love with me Uh and he did he did and multiple times like it wasn't just like a it was like (laughs) it was not a one attempt it was a huge thing that lasted months and then was gone for a month and then came back so it's like that sibling relationship that a lot of people can pick up on as like a romantic relationship. Yeah. I don't have any romantic. There's no rom- It's not romantic banter. It's banter. It's genuinely. There's a difference. There's a difference there's a between difference. romantic and like like that sibling energy, yeah. and they can get confused, especially if you're not actually related. So like my you're not related. <laughs> we're not related. So my best like my best guy friend. We're not related. But we act like siblings, so a lot of times we get, like, mistaken for being a couple. Yeah. Which, no. No. <laughs> I have a question for y'all. Do y'all think that platonic, like, two two people, male and female, best friendships are possible without someone catching feelings? Like, yes, y'all but I think it's rare. Have y'all yes, ever witnessed, like, a successful... I, so, yes. so, that... Because personally, no, I can't think of a single one where at least one of them hasn't caught feelings before. Maybe they caught them and then like ignored them or like. Well, because I I was I was listening. I heard someone asked that question on a on a podcast I was listening to, and I was like, well, of course, that's weird to say that someone always catch feelings. But then I was like, I was thinking about it in my head, and I'm like, every time Mm-mm. I've ever been in that kind of situation or like witnessed that kind of situation, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that like. Turn out well, and I mean, uh, with like a straight woman and a straight Straight man. I think it's. I really do think it's possible. In my case, it's never. It's. It's always they've like always fallen and like catch caught feelings for me, and Mm -hmm. I think for you too, and like, Mm -hmm. but and I've never. I think I've observed it. Like I've seen. But I mean, I don't know. Okay, because for me, I feel like the only straight men that I keep close are like candidates. Right. No, that's what I'm Uh saying. Are like plus like I don't because I don't keep straight men close to me and so if I do that means that I think that like something could happen yeah mm-hmm. is yeah. that how y'all feel or is that just a me thing? no I mean I have a lot of guy friends that I would never actually yeah. date or pursue romantically but I do have that feeling that I want like you know it is like a like if I needed somebody they're yeah there. but also not all of my guy friends no. it just depends. Because also, I think we all want to 
feel attracted by like we want all we want to be attracted we want to be wanted we want to be wanted even if we don't want them like we want all of our male friends to be like secretly in love with us like we want to be the one girl secretly is the keyword we don't want them to tell us secretly is the keyword (laughs) the operative word is like they secretly (laughs) they keep it secret and they never tell us but we still want like we still want them to like think in the back of their minds that like they're just a little bit obsessed with us. Well, because we crave validation. Because we crave validation. Because... See, at least for me, though, I feel like... Like, personally, for me in my life, I've always craved male friendship. Like, I've always wanted to be the girl who has a... Not, not like, the girl who, like, only hangs out with guys. No, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I've, I've always enjoyed the company of men. And uh-huh. not just in a romantic way. Like, in yeah, a platonic, platonic way. way. Yeah. Um... But then I'm like, but is part of that just that wanting for male validation, though? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, actually that? I it's mean, that, it might be that you, like, <laughs> you, like, internally value male validation. I think it's because when I'm hanging out with other girls, at least at this point in my life, I'm not, I'm not as worried about whether they think I'm, like, interesting or cool or not mm-hmm. because at least in my experiences the girls that I'm friends with usually do mm-hmm. because I hang out yeah. with the right but kind of men people. you have to like win over and exactly. so it's like and so I don't know weird. if it's almost that I maybe like that challenge of having yeah. to win over to prove yourself to exactly. men uh-huh. and that the satisfaction that comes from when I feel like I do uh-huh. But because um, you the value exact opposite. Of yeah, me. so the exact opposite of me. The exact opposite. Because of I because yeah. I don't value the opinion of men. Like I don't. I could care less what men think of me. I care what women think about me. Mm, but like see, you. I'm the exact but you. Opposite. But yeah, you. You assume that women will like you automatically. Mm-hmm. But you. But you value the opinion of a man more. So you like surrounding yourself with men so that you can prove that you're worthy. I think that's literally it. I'm, I'm the happy. Just, I'm the happy medium. I want everyone to like me and <laughs> value me. So it's like, yeah. So I crave like female friendships and male uh-huh. friendships and female attention, male attention. Just like all the just all, that all jazz. the attention, all that jazz, all the jazz. <laughs> I'm an attention whore. I just want all the attention <laughs> on me always. Pay attention to me. Yeah, see, I just like just I don't know why I don't value the opinions of men anymore. But I think because I spent so much time when I was younger chasing male validation that it just doesn't appeal to me. You got anymore. it out of your system. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. I was like. I felt like I was the it girl when I was, like, 14, and so now I just, like, don't care anymore. <laughs> now I'm just, like, grown out of it. Yeah. The other thing with female, like, female friendships, it like, a problem with that can be guys. Yeah. Guys can get interfere with that, and we've they never can. had that issue. How, I, I mean, mean <laughs> okay, wait, let me backtrack a little bit. We have had that issue. <laughs> but we've had that issue not because we're all looking at the same guy. <laughs> Ava, would you like to take this one? Are we all talking about the same thing right now? I think we're talking about a few different things at the time, and I think we're not going to get into any... I'm, I'm thinking about spring break, personally. <laughs> I don't know about you yeah. said we were talking. There was, there, was a, there was an incident spring break with a man a little bit, and I I was being myself, and I decided to... And truthfully, I was also and being you were myself. Being myself when and was, when that's, it was maybe... It was like it's literally what we just talked it about. Was no, the combination of our two it's because places. one of you values male, like you need it that was male my attention. Desperate. And I didn't get it that. It was my desperation for his attention and your need, need to, to overshadow him and, and be just, better. And they combated. And we so, 
We just solved. So never, but I, so now my new thing is never bring a man that you're interested in around me because I'll probably just be mean to his, unless you're already dating. Unless you're already dating. But if you're like, but if, but if it's a man that I've decided in my head that I just like want to challenge, then like, there's no going back. No, when you introduce men to McKenna, it has to be like your love interest. You can't yeah. just introduce a strange man. No, you can't because I'll decide that I just want to bully if I get like if I get like proposed to one day, it's gonna have to be like I will know he's the one when McKenna can like <laughs> look at him like without bullying without, without bullying him. I'm not a bully. No, I feel like we need to clarify that I know he's the one. McKenna is not mean to I'm, boys. I'm not I'm she's not mean. I'm not I'm mean very to much boys. I just like like to play the little intellectually challenge them game. Well, because boys automatically go into the conversation thinking they're smarter than girls. Exactly! And it's not because... I think that's why. It's because men have a complex that they're the most interesting, smartest person in the room, and that bothers me. No, you just get rid of the complex. And so I just, like, I just have to smash their egos a little bit. Which I feel like is valid for the fact that we couldn't vote. (laughs) Because And and also someone has to do it. No, you can't really. let the man, the mediocre man, think he's the smartest person. Because in the sometimes room. I meet people and they're walking around saying stuff, and I'm like, nobody's like, no one's correcting him. No one's put you in your place just yet. Someone grab has me to. and put me in that situation, and I'll put him in his place. Because mm-hmm. I just I can't let mediocre men go walking around this world thinking that they're better than me when it's so clear that they're not. No, men. So I just have to I just have to put him in their place, and that's that's just. How I feel. But anyways, should we get into questions now? Yes, yes, yes. Do we have questions? Okay, we do have questions. Thank you all for um, asking the questions. Um, Okay, so lots of people, like, okay, so I put, like, put ask questions, advice, anything. Okay. Thoughts on toxic friendships plus any tips on how to get out of one without hurting the other person. Oh. I think (laughs) I... Uh, we've all been in toxic we've all been in toxic friendships and we've all probably been the toxic friend too yeah and that and just because a friend is toxic for you doesn't mean that they're a bad person i think that's a really a really important thing to remember and just because someone like if someone calls you toxic that doesn't mean you're a bad person that just means your dynamic didn't work and your specific values did not mesh which is okay which is okay because sometimes it's that specific dynamic and that specific situation that is the problem not not you people in it and so, like, if someone tells you that they don't have space for you in their life, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that the situation was not good for them. And, like, a friendship should only, should be, like, 99% positive. Like, uh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there's room in friendships to be toxic or negative. No. no because, no. like, a friendship, a friendship's, like, only purpose is to build each other up and make each other stronger and support each other. And so, like, if that's not... If you are if you don't feel like that's being provided for you, then that's okay to, like, snip, snip, you know? Yeah. But for cutting it off... Uh, that's hard. It's really hard because... It's always Because hard. there's two options. You let it fizzle out or you confront it and... I always speed up the fizzling. I'm really, I'm going to be honest, I'm really bad at confronting things face on, which is my issue that mm-hmm. I need to work on is just being like, this isn't good for me mm-hmm. and I need to take a step back. I can't uh-huh. do that. So instead, I like to either make it like their decision, which yeah. isn't good and I wouldn't yeah. recommend doing that. And like speeding up the fizz, like speeding up the fizzle 
is just like, oh, yeah. it's just, it's not really that good. I think the best thing to do is just say, hey, this isn't benefiting me. me. And if you put it as in like, this is not good for me or like, I am not good for you and make it a me, me, me statement, I statements. That's what, they, that's what we use. Um, it's not you, it's me. It's, yeah, but if, like, if you frame it as, like, this is my problem and not, like, you are this way. Don't make them feel like they're the problem because it will yeah. not end well. Yeah. You will, it'll cause a fight and drama and it'll be a thing. You have yeah. to take a step back for yourself, not because of them. It has to be for, for you. you. And, like, valuing your worth over their validation and deciding that this isn't good for me, I'm taking a step back. Like, this is not serving me. Yeah. That's how you need to approach it. So. Which is really hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, someone said... <laughs> how, how can non-females be better friends to females? Like, how can... People oh. who aren't female, yeah. how can they be better, better friends, friends to, to people females? who are? Because I think, I genuinely think the female to female friendship is like, the strongest. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about it. Like guy and girl friendships uh-huh. don't always work. So how can you? Yeah. So how can like people who don't identify as female, female be better friends to females? And I think literally because I think, I think f- women. Support. Yeah, I think women as creatures are more empathetic mm-hmm. than non-females, and so I think playing into that empathy and really working to connect and understand is more of a priority for females than non-females and so I think also like we talked about not assuming that you have that superiority or that yes. higher yeah. intelligence yes. because they're a female because they're a female not. yeah um I think that would also definitely make a difference yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah and like I mean like we crave emotional connection mm-hmm. so if you like like, get to know us, like, fe- like I don't know, I mean, you get to know us, and you can say, like, I don't know, I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's hard, fe- like, we're difficult to figure out, yeah. so if you're not, and if you're not presenting as female, it's, it is hard, it's a different, but you have to, like, it's a more of an emotional, it's just, be there, support. I think support yeah. is the big thing. Is because my us? my big one of my biggest values is connection. And so mm-hmm. feeling that I'm connected mm-hmm. to the people around me is really important to me. And so valuing connection as well and valuing to like find ways to like be connected to one another and like, you know, to leaning into like one another's love languages and things like that. Even in a friendship way, like that's I think really important to make sure the other it's a mutual respect and mutual communication and connection and friendship and not just like one sided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel. Okay, this is an advice. <gasps> advice with McKenna Ava and Olivia. Um <laughs> my best friend of four years just stopped talking to me and still hasn't told um. me why. How do I keep myself from holding a grudge and move on? I wanna be civil, but I don't know if I can move on that quickly. Any advice? Four okay, years is a long time. Years. A long time. And, I would need closure. And any time that like a best friend, it becomes like you know, that's I had hard. I had all and then most of you, none and now none of you. <laughs> um, that's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. And and you and I think you need to allow yourself to feel all the feels of the friendship and grieve it properly. Friendship breakups are, at least, so, are so much worse than actual breakups. They're so much worse because you don't, like, no one can really understand how to support you through them. Mm-hmm. And whenever, like, someone goes from being your best friend to, like, 
having to stop being best friends for some reason, it's really hard. Well, and it's not something you necessarily anticipate either because Mm -hmm. when you go into relationships, obviously there's that... Um, there's like you understand the dynamic before and that you, you might not get married. You understand that it probably could end one day yes. and that the chances of you like spending the rest of your life together Are, aren't super high. But yeah. with friendship, but the friendship is so that. different. No. Because but I also think that I am a very much believer in forever and that belief has really caused me trouble because I think that anytime I love someone, anytime that there's something good, I want to just make it last forever. But people are important in different seasons of your life and not every single relationship that you have is meant to last a lifetime and you have to accept situations for what they are and you have to accept that maybe you're growing in different ways or maybe you have different values than you did at the beginning of this four-year-long friendship because four years is a long time and And it's it's right here that one and they are like different you are different people than you were four years ago you're I don't think you're that old. And so, like, four years ago, I was a completely different person. And while you, like, that friendship may just not be serving you at this point in your life anymore, and that's okay, but you don't need to, like, force yourself to try to move on from it super quickly because it is a really hard thing to process. Well, because I think another thing you could do that might be worse is not allowing yourself the space to grieve the friendship. Because if you just force yourself to, like, speed move on, speed get over it. Yeah. That yeah, might it be doesn't more, work. That it might be more harmful work. to you than letting yourself maybe sit with it and it's like, yeah. take the time to grieve and to maybe understand what happened or even yeah. if you never understand. But it's not if you don't feel those feelings, you're putting mm-hmm. a Band-Aid on it and eventually you will have to feel those. It's better yeah. to feel them sooner rather than later. And I think... Don't take this super personally. No, no, is no. It really? It's, if you can get closure, if you can yeah. talk to that person, I would suggest doing that because mm-hmm. that does help if you can find, like, a reason on, like, why your friendship stopped. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can't, and you need to know that that's not your issue. No. It's not your issue, and you are the same person you were before in that friendship, and you shouldn't let that affect you, and even you, though it's hard. And you, like, as you said, like, you want to be civil, don't you don't feel a need to like continue communication for at least a while while you, you to learn to, to process them. this yeah even if you see them in person you do not have to go out of your way to talk yeah. to them even if you feel like you should a lot of times with like like breakup friendship or romantically you mm-hmm. feel like you need to like prove that you can be okay and yeah. that you can be mm-hmm. civil you don't need to you don't need you don't to. to and you don't like I know that there's obviously a lot of history there but you don't owe them your civilness you can just distance yourself and give your spell yourself the space to grieve and like process it in the way that you can and then maybe after you know you can be acquaintances but don't feel the pressure to like get over it super quickly yeah and it's a cliche answer kind of but one one door closes another door opens and maybe that that chapter of your life with that person as your best friend maybe it's mm-hmm. ending because you're moving on to something better and maybe exactly. to someone better exactly Ooh. because there are very rare times that a door closes not for a reason mm-hmm. and you just have to like accept god's timing in that and just accept that like maybe that this wasn't going to last you forever 
Um, okay, so someone said, I feel like so many relationships that could end up being so sweet start off on the wrong foot with comparison. Like, everything is a competition and it makes me so sad. We need to be each other's biggest supporters and I know I need to be more openly supportive of Vangirl over my girlfriends a little bit more. Okay, so this is a little case called internalized misogyny. Exactly. Where we, where we inherently view women as other competition because we're viewing other women the way that we think men are viewing us mm. and we view them as threats instead of like supporting one another and that sucks and like i think we as we grow up and accept that we have those internalized biases because everyone has them we, we do we, we do. can't escape them and it doesn't make you a bad person for no. like for like view you know like you're gonna view women as competition that is what society has trained us to do but except like checking your biases and being like wait why why am i judging her right now is it because I actually am, like, is it because I have any reason to? Or is it because I think that, like, or am I viewing her as competition? Mm-hmm. I think... <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, I think a lot of the times when we catch, our sh- catch ourselves, you know, thinking thinking badly about another girl or judging another girl or being like, oh, it was annoying when she did that. When yeah. she said that, that was weird. Like, uh-huh. I don't like that, that she did. I think a lot of the time it's because it's almost... It's a reflection or, or, of how you feel about yourself. Of, that's what I'm trying to say. It's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And truthfully, it has nothing to do with, with her. With her. No. And I think that's the reason why we slut shame mm-hmm. is because it's a reflection of how we view ourselves and it's how our, we think that men are viewing our us. Own, our own insecurities yes. manifest and, and themselves. I, to each and I notice that like, if a woman is like criticizing another girl for something, it's often the thing that she's most insecure about. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that she's is just true. she's projecting it onto another person because she can't face it herself. Like yeah. I find that the most the most body shame me people in the whole world are the most insecure. Because you because the thing is is you never criticize someone who's below you. You no. always criticize someone who you view as competition because, when, because you're jealous of them in some when way. When you when you feel really small, when you feel really low, mm-hmm. it's a false sense of of biggerness of yes. higherness to put someone to else put down. someone who you feel like is higher than yeah. you even though it's not mm-hmm. true to put them down and it's um and we all have that internalized misogyny oh absolutely. like we do so if you feel like you are like com- competing with someone that you want to be friends with it's, i feel like you could just open that as a conversation and just be like why are we doing this let's just be friends you don't you don't yeah. necessarily need to feel bad about yourself for doing that because we all do it because that happens but it can you can catch yourself in that moment of thinking those thoughts about other other girls and can I read that comparison and you can be like hey why am I feeling this exactly why am I thinking this what do I need to reflect on myself that is making me have this thought can I read a TikTok that I, like, saved? Yeah. So it says, please. nobody who is smarter, hotter, cooler, or more successful than me has ever been mean I to me. I saved that one, or, too. Or talked bad about me. Because people one. better off than me aren't worried about me. They're thinking about themselves and how they're going to continue to level up. So I'm choosing not to stress about people who have something negative to say about me because I wouldn't trade lives with them anyway. I don't envy them. They don't have anything I want. I'm focused on me. So if a girl yeah. is, like, putting you down, and she views you as a threat. And, like... We all do it, but like we have to. We, need to end we have to end it. Be friends. If someone is 
if you feel like someone's viewing you as a threat, be, be friends their friend. With them and be go out of your friend. and go out of your way to be nice to them. If a girl is mean to you, go out of your way That's to be the nice best to them. They do. They and, have nothing to say. And then they'll start they'll start getting a little bit of cognitive dissonance and be like, oh, maybe she's not this horrible person that I made up in my head because I was jealous. Some of my best girlfriends, well, we is- we share an ex. <laughs> a lot of the times it's people it's girls you don't know very well yes it's always you girls you don't know very well comparing yourself to or who are attacking you in a way it's mm-hmm. always it's it's never your i mean i guess maybe there are different cases but at least at least in my experience it's never my close friends no, and the people who love me who are like coming after my neck you know what it's i mean it's always a girl who feels threatened by you in some mm-hmm. way and so if you notice yourself judging another woman just for like existing then, like, you need to check your own biases and the way that you feel about yourself and why you're projecting it onto someone else. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we were just, like, all... We all have that internalized yeah. misogyny. And, and we've it, been trained to because trained because to. it men benefit off of women comparing oneself. We're letting the men win. We're letting the men win. Don't so do that. stop it. <laughs> so, eh, stop it. Stop it. Don't let them win. We cannot live in a world where the, the men are profiting off of our own... Um, Inability to live harmoniously because with each other not simply because of no, their No, literally, because the more that women compete with each other, the more men stay at the top. Exactly. exactly. Because if we, if, we, if we band together, then we simply won't take them over and we they don't be, want that. We would be simply unstoppable. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's why men continue to stay on top of society because we're too busy slut-shaming each other. No, because you never hear men slut-shaming each other. No! They're like, high-fiving. No, when you think about it, I mean, this is something that happened to me fairly recently. Actually, you know, maybe when it comes to the men and they found out, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you had sex with someone. The boys are always, like, dabbing each other. Congratulating each other, and then the girls are like, because men were not Mm -hmm. taught to see each other as comparison. Mm -hmm. Men, like, I mean, obviously, men compare each other sometimes, but they were not trained as a society Mm -mm. to pit each other against each other, other than like uh, wrestling. No, yeah, we live in a society. (laughs) (laughs) What? Other than wrestling, wrestling, they don't compete. (laughs) They don't compete. We live in a society where women are. Fighting against each other yeah. to be the best for the men. And for the men! So messed up. And literally why. And we we were raised that way of like, oh, we want to present ourselves well. Like, what do men do? They roll out of bed, put on some clothes, and go out. And then all and of us have to fight for our lives. Putting our beauty blender. Like, we are literally wrestling. Makeup, and we are verbally wrestling with everyone. We're verbally wrestling. All the men get to reality wrestle. Well, they're just watching. They're watching. They're watching. They're 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 seated around the ring, and we're all in there. And, and we all, can't let them and, win. And the, we're not gonna win against each other no, because we're no set one's up to lose. Be the winner. Women are set up to lose. You have to you have to realize <laughs> that's not cool, guys. Women against win, women is not the answer. No, Fight no. the men instead. No, be more like me and challenge every straight. Should be 
collectively bullying all the men in our lives instead. Exactly. Do do a favor for yourself today and bully a man. In the wise words of Taylor Swift, F the patriarchy. Bully a man, it's self-care. Bully a man, it's... If you don't know what you're going to do today, find the man and bully him. That is the takeaway. And I think that is where we're going to end the pod. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed our little... This, this is just a conversation that we'd have in our life. There's just literally a microphone in the middle of us. So um, I appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you next Wait, can week. We, like, can we like plug our socials or something? Yes, plug your socials. Absolutely. Okay. You can, you she can, was like, I need those She's followers. like, actually. Actually, I do. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at avalise12. That's A-V-A-E-L-I-S-E. <laughs> the number 12. Yeah, it is. You can follow me on Instagram at Olivia Elroz, Olivia E L R O Z. I have more followers than Ava. I <laughs> do in fact have a battle going on. She's consistently. She's consistently. No, 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 no. It's so funny. She is consistently thirty followers ahead of me at all times, and it's the same exact number because I'll like I'll gain a certain amount of followers and I'll go check your thing, and it'll be still thirty ahead. So the women are competing, is what I hear. <laughs> Even in the friend group, so even in the friend group, the trio doesn't work. We're still competing. So follow me, not Ava. <laughs> or um, go bully straight man. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, bye guys.